Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Touchdown. Kentucky. Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. February 15th, 2022. Hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day. Game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. It's a great day to beat the stinky orange volunteers of Tennessee. They really do smell. And we are actually... The end of the game will be closer to Wednesday's show than we are to now the start of the game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of confusing, but point is, 9 o'clock game, it's late, folks. That would be the same if it was a 7 o'clock game. That is true. Wow. Justin. About two hours. Wow. Good job, buddy. <laughs> but even more now. Huh? Even longer wait. Mm. And shorter distance between the following show. Think of tomorrow's show is basically a post-game show. Just about seven, eight hours later. It's a late one. I don't like them. Eh. Nobody does. Down at TBA, Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville. We're going to talk about it today. Unfortunately, though, much bigger news to get to. What? Then beating those stinky Vols? Again? Uh, yep. Kentucky has a two-game win streak down there. That's great. Kind of, kind of crazy. Every national championship team has won at Tennessee. Oh. These people are, and last year's team too. The and last year's team. <laughs> and, and which it was. That not, was the one not good thing that happened last year. Many people are saying. Uh, and they won. I think they won at Florida too. Dominated yeah. at Florida and dominated Tennessee. Weird team. Uh, anyways, bad news though. Kentucky's going to have to vacate its 2012 national championship. <gasps> it stinks. It's not what we wanted. 
But unfortunately, Kentucky's going to have to take that bad boy away, Roush, and now we probably are going to – we're the new Louisville. Was there hookers? We're going to have NCAA investigations forever. Um, We're going to be in trouble. It's all over, buddy. We had a good run, but it's time we move on. So I don't know what you're talking about, but a random tweet just showed up on my timeline from 11 hours ago. Do you read anything when you're not doing work? I was on the – I was online last night at like 11 o'clock. Didn't see it. The video of Ashton Higgins dropped in the Louisville media acted like he committed murder. Y'all know they're going to run with that Anthony Davis story. So I'm assuming, uh, what, what is it, the same old $100,000 story that was around a long time ago? Uh, no, not not really. Uh, okay. Merle Code, who was caught up in all that FBI stuff, uh, is going to prison and all that good stuff. Uh, he was, he's writing a book called Black Market, an Insider's Journey into High-Stakes World of College Basketball. One of the details is that he personally gave or he gave $10,000 to an assistant AD who is no longer in that role, supposedly, and that money was delivered to Anthony Davis's mom in Bloomington the day of the watch shop. They talked about schemes of how to be able to make some money, and Code talked about doing a T-shirt deal with the family that would add extra money into their pockets. He so, said, "When I was at, when I was on the pro side at Nike, I made numerous trips to Kentucky to see guys like Ray John Rondo, Eric Bledsoe, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and a few others." Code said, "He said an Adidas guy, correct?" Yeah. I had some solid relationships with folks in Lexington, so the first call I made was to a former assistant athletic director. He was no longer working in that capacity, but he was super connected to some heavy hitters. He thought on it and came back to me with a creative idea. He says some guys that ran, he knew guys that ran an apparel shop. What if they created a t-shirt design? Would the family be okay with get, with a healthy amount of profits from sales so long as they don't come back and sue us? They want to make a play on the unibrow. On December 9th, my guy in Lexington called me and said, they've had some movement, made some sales. They've got ten grand for the family right now. How do you want to handle it? Code claimed he drove from Chicago to Bloomington, received the money in an envelope, and gave it to Davis's mom prior to the game. So what do we make of this? Man going to prison tells all. Well, of course, the same old deputy doofus and the U of L contingent. Now they are back to believing what Merle Code says. Now Merle Code back to telling the truth. Of course, they're all over it. So the thing that I appreciate about this story too is there is a. Uh, I, I like that he's going the, yeah, add more details, and then people will make it sound like it's like it sounds oh well if he's got all these details it must be true but like liars can also just add whatever details they want yeah and i mean i think we all are all naive to think that some of these players at uk weren't getting some money from somewhere uh, just because that happens in football and basketball and it happens all over right. uh, if anything credit to people around uk for not just blatantly handing money directly over. At least they tried to disguise it potentially in a business of shirts and uh, trying to actually keep it undercover if all this is true. Secondly, this was over 10 years ago. 
there's there's nothing there. Um, oh yeah, yeah, nothing can come from this being that old and like such a. Well, we were using the T-shirt money to give to his mom in an envelope. Ten. I just don't think people are walking around Assembly Hall with $10,000 envelopes going up to parents and saying, hey, here's this $10,000 we promised you. So, yeah, I've got I've got issues also, with, with the story in its own right. But even if everything was just proven to be true, nothing's happening. Sorry, no, sorry no, UofL. No, no, yeah. And uh, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if there's been guys that have gotten paid money from throughout their tenures. I do like that it's just this is just a nil deal, essentially. Perfectly legal now. <laughs> um it, the part that I don't get too, he he was an Adidas guy just paying Nike guys just to I, I think this is saying back when he worked for Nike. That's that's why he had to bring the money to Assembly Hall because we're in Adidas, Adidas school. school. <laughs> that's why he couldn't give it to him on Kentucky's campus. So that's out there. You got Pat Forty, who's all over it. And then, of course, the again, the Uval contingent. You're going to hear more about this throughout the day. Um, See, and I actually uh, I saw Merle Code's name somewhere, and I Googled it. And the first thing that comes up is him, Bill Self, and Zion with Merle Code. So, like, I guess Anthony Davis is buried way down in whatever story that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, book with big names, Kentucky Duke. Number one picks, all that stuff. Oh, that's how you sell books, too. Yeah. You don't sell books talking about Brian Bowen. Who? Exactly. People only around here only know that name. Who? What was the guy for Kansas? Billy uh, Preston? Is that right? Was that the Merle Code guy that got this whole thing started? Sounds right. Uh, he was involved, I believe, and then Sylvia DeSosa, I think, uh, also played yeah. a role in some of that mm-hmm. stuff as well. But they, they said that it was Billy Donovan who was fed up. Uh, he said, there's a quote of, I'm sick of you giving all these guys to Kentucky. I I want some guys at Florida. They got Chris Walker. They got Casey Hill. They got some good guys. Patrick Young was pretty good. He I Very s- good. Whenever I see him on the SEC Network set, if they don't sit him correctly, he just is a giant amongst the rest of the people that work there. He's a big dude. Yeah. And so, like, you'll have one guy whose feet are up on the foots, like, on, on the stools or whatever, and Patrick Young's feet are just flat on the floor. <laughs> and a large human. I'll suck at Merle Code. Do love the the classic, like, you know what? I'm going down. Let's just go down swinging. It worked for Jose. Worked out fine for him. <laughs> the thing that's crazy, too, and I, I don't mean to get completely sidetracked, all that Barry Bond stuff, he never actually got failed a drug test. No, did he not? Yeah, he never actually failed a drug test. They were just like, uh, there's just a ton of smoke, and his head grew like seven sizes. But yeah, never failed a drug test. No, I wasn't, didn't know about that. Uh, so that's that's the news that happened last night. I just would imagine in a week or ten days, it's probably not being talked about. If even you know, maybe even as soon as tomorrow. I mean, it wasn't even a topic on uh, the message board. I, I, I even checked that last night. Wasn't even up on House of Blue when I looked. Oh, it's all over the board. Really? Yeah. I must have looked at the wrong thread at six uh, six o'clock yesterday hmm. about it. Yeah, must have just not been looking at the right places. SI article on college basketball scandal, not Merle Code. That's why I didn't click on it because it's S- it's Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated, not really that relevant anymore, unfortunately. And also, just the the people they mention, Rondo, Wall, Cousins, Bledsoe. 
theoretically, that could be just two trips to Lexington. One team in 2009, 2010, and then three, two years before you go and see Rondo. Just kind of weird. The play, like to Rondo, guy that played four Gee. years before. Yeah. And then Wall, Davis, Bledsoe. Like it's, it's not a very good way to cheat if you're not developing a rapport with the people you're supposedly trying to bribe. And two different coaching staffs and a coaching staff in between those staffs. Yeah, b- bad. Which is bad cheating plot. People are thinking maybe PV was this assistant AD that's no longer in that role. I, I don't think PV would be dumb enough just to take $10,000 in cash from somebody and then go directly and hand it over to recruit a recruit's parent. I, I can't. PD, PV would be much better at cheating. I agree. You know, I just don't think. Like, I, I, you know, like, this is very elementary kind sure, of cheating. Sure. And you got to be bigger. Like, uh, is ten thousand dollars Anthony Davis's mom really going to make that big of a difference? No. He fart ten thousand dollars right now. Yeah, five months later, he was worth <laughs> yeah. millions and millions and millions. Just, Not to say that people don't want money and take money here and I, there. I would happily take ten thousand sure. dollars, but still, like that's man. I do just think it's so embarrassing for the same old U of L goobers anytime there's semi negative UK news just to run to the hills and shout it. Especially when I, I think what it is, TJ, they and we we've had this discussion before, they don't know how to act because they've had so many scandals. They they just want to have like the gotcha girls go to Lexington for a change. So whenever there's a, It really is just like that's exactly what it is. They they're just so scorned. They don't know how to um it's it's like Auburn new, new money basketball, you know? You don't don't know how to act right. Not to play devil's advocate here, but haven't we or not we, but like Kentucky's fan base been talking about Louisville scandals for what, over a year now? Because oh, they, well, I mean, Kentucky's the same way. Because they factually have happened. Yeah. yeah. And we do radio in a town where this has happened. I'm all right if they want to talk about it. I'm all right if they want to tweet about it. I just personally think it's sad and embarrassing because this is just trying to get something to stick just like they did with the U.K. football players. Like, they want there to be more evidence than there actually is. Ethan Moore does a radio show because, oh, again, if you talk about U of L, you're, you're given a, a radio show. Says U of L and other Adidas schools should demand the NCAA investigate the Nike schools and penalize them, or refuse to accept any penalty and sue them for not doing their due diligence, or lead the charge for the Power Five to leave leave the NCAA. No offense, to Ethan. That is just all three are the dumbest things that I've read on the internet <laughs> in at least the last month. Yeah, but longest running sports show in Louisville, right? hilarious that like all right you've on the other adidas schools you go to the NCAA and demand they investigate nike do it do that that'll be do you do you personally all go to indianapolis together and like stand in unison do you write letters to them i also appreciate the thought that like the NCAA can just barge they're just going to go to nike and kick down the doors give us your files sorry we're the, NCAA. the adidas schools came after us and now we're coming for the goods that's how it works okay secondly Refuse to accept any penalty and sue them for not doing their due diligence. Do it. That's fine. Do those things by all means. And then you'll cry when it doesn't go your way, and you'll cry when it doesn't go your way, and you'll cry when it doesn't go your way. Third, lead the charge for the Power Five to leave the NCAA. I love hearing this. Heard it from a lot of Louisville fans over the last several years. I've heard it from Kentucky fans as well. I've heard it from a lot of folks over the last decade. It's not happening. 
and you're definitely not going to have the rest of the Power Five say, okay, we are going to create our own institution. we got to pick a city to have this institution in, by the way, and we're going to need thousands and thousands of staffers to get this new organization going. And we've been thinking about doing this for a long time, but it wasn't until Merle Code's book came out that showed us that, you know what, we've just got to make our own new organization. Thanks, it's, it's, Merle. It's all nonsense. It's just nonsense. The uh, Begging the NCAA to investigate this stuff because you all got in trouble while already in trouble. And for what it's worth, nothing has come for you all about this FBI stuff. For what it, I mean, Yeah, so why do you think they have time to go after other schools right now? They're still dealing with the mess they <laughs> that, have. That, that's a good point there, too. <laughs> but that's also like they're like, well, we got completely screwed for all this, and look what's happening now. No, you got screwed because you had – prostitutes doing a little bit of screwing themselves. Well, it was, That's why you got in trouble. Nothing's was, come of the FBI it stuff. It was the repeat offenders thing that they have to worry about, but you're right. Nothing's came Nothing, of it. Yeah. Nothing's come and, of it. Uh, you also said FBI, right? Yes. I think they have a little more jurisdiction than NCAA. Well, and the FBI has basically just like tried to be as quiet about all this as they have the, because think, nothing really came of it. Exactly, because like, they it, knew it, that it was like... bad look for them. Oh, gosh. And also, nobody really cares. I also think that was part there, of it, there, too. There is... Uh, I do think just in general, um, man, the the attitudes we have towards some things, like, you know, people don't care about smoking weed like they did when we were kids or in high school. Like, that's just not, just that's a socially just like, eh, you know, people don't really care about it anymore. Same thing with playing, paying players. Like, we are actually encouraging the wealthy boosters at certain schools to pay players. That's where we're at now. It's the it, it's perfectly legal. Everybody's doing it, and I think doing it well. Just ask Jimbo Fisher and sliced bread. The ad and, and to make matters worse, that FBI thing happened what like 2018 or something. I want to say it's been a long no, time. It was even before then, I think. So people have reached the point where they're like, well, they're just never going to resolve any of this. So we don't care what they say. I mean, Kansas took that attitude and it's worked out. Perfectly fine for them. They've just like come. I mean, they brought Nasty Dog. They were so brazen about it. Yeah, Nasty Dog couldn't even get in the Super Bowl. Speaking of weed smoking, did you see Snoop smoked before the show? What can you? Is that that a surprise? I do love that. Like, well known pot smoker smokes pot. I also love the idea that, like, one, just because he got caught on camera right before he went out smoking, he was smoking a hell of a lot more before that camera was on him. Yeah, yeah. And secondly, as if like one little puff would be the difference in like, oh, he's going to put on a good, a good show or that. no, he's just too high to operate. Uh, but that did you see what Colin was, Cowherd said about it? I, I did not see what Colin said, but I'm sure there were some people angry who had Snoop smoking weed on stage at Plus Money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just All he had to do was just wait, you know. Colin Coward said something along the lines of like, well, yeah, it's in California. I'm going to smoke before my show today, too. Something along, <laughs> that. <laughs> something along those lines. Wouldn't expect it from Colin Coward, but but cool hey, to see Col- it all the same. Cali Colin now. Let's, oh. He's got let's, new hair. <laughs> let's set the record straight. Snoop Dogg smokes before every show. Well, yeah. Pretty well guarantee that. Probably during a lot of shows. Probably during Perhaps. most of I them, yeah. have seen him in concert smoke during a show. Whoa, where'd you see him in concert at? Uh, up in Bloomington. Nice. We were, it was a, it was during Little Five, there was a big mosh pit of people surrounded by cops. Must have been 50, 60 cops. Snoop Dogg's got his blunt on stage. Everybody put your blunts in the air! Everybody in the crowd put their blunts in the air. <laughs> it's like, you all are so dumb. Cops everywhere. 
Did, they, they, they didn't. They didn't arrest anybody. They didn't. Do anything, yeah, there's no. too many people. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. But it was fun. I'm sure. I bet a Snoop Dogg show would be just a. Would, would you put it in the air, world. Justin? Uh, what he told me to. Whoa! <laughs> I, I followed directions. All right, get him, boys. Come on in, <laughs> yeah. We got gotcha. you. I was even more. The, we need the Bloomington police <laughs> I was, to I was, lock Justin Kalen up. We need them to go back ten years and open up this investigation. <laughs> I was even more so submissive than I am now. So yeah, I just did what I was told. You don't want to piss off Snoop. No, I, I wouldn't want to piss him off either. It really is just a, a fan base of delusion. We are going to start our own division. We've said it 13 times throughout this whole thing, but now we're going to do it because they didn't investigate moral code for his Nike dealings. Oh, All right, so don't worry about that story. Much ado about nothing there. Nope. Uh, you may hear more people talk about it. I think it honestly would be a little funny if Anthony Davis was like, oh, they only found out about the $10,000 that people at Nike were giving me throughout my recruitment and all that stuff. And, of course, none of the, with the exception of the loosely termed assistant AD who's no longer in that position, which you're not really sure if they mean if they're no longer in that position now, they were no longer in that position when they, when they gave the money. But it... UK is not really cited in this at all besides a UK player and UK players being mentioned. But it's not like Murrow Code was like, yeah, I met up with Cal and gave him the money and yeah. he distributed it to the players. Or like uh, Dwayne Peavy was the ringleader in this entire operation and it was a whole orchestrated plan. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of some loose wording there with the assistant AD. Was he in that position at the time this was going on? Was he out of that position at the time this was going on and just somebody that hung around college basketball and the program? But it's not directly like, hey, UK assistant coach met with me, gave me money, or I gave him money, which he delivered to said player. And then even if that was even if that was the case, even if that's what it did say and it didn't, you're still talking about something over 10 years think the statute of limitations is maybe up on that could be wrong about that though probably it is uh the thing that's funny about all of this too is that it, there really wasn't a uh i'm not saying this just because i didn't notice it last night but like there wasn't like some sort of big you didn't get the the dana o'neills and the typical you know college basketball writer crew to like yeah, you got like Thamel and Forty and those guys kind of going at it. But you're right; the re- it didn't really create re- waves in the rest of the college. I mean, basketball. Forty he r- works for them. Yeah. So, and did he write it or did he? Did, did he, he wrote sp- it, I believe. Okay. Well, so naturally he's gonna pimp it out. But I, I don't it, think you got like the Jeff Goodmans of the world. Yeah, talking Goodman about it. didn't have anything. Like it just hasn't. It kind of stayed within the Sports Illustrated world family. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they, well, they're all buddies. They, they do their podcast together still. The fact that he's at ESPN, too, we're going to see his face a lot now. And he's going to be doing Sports Center hits, and I'm sure he'll show up to college game day to share reports. Why did they get rid of him for McMurphy as their newsbreakers? McMurphy, so much cooler guy. I don't know. Got a cool mustache. He's picking Kentucky to play Notre Dame in the Outback Bowl. I saw that. Yeah, like that. We'll have a good New Year's Day bowl prediction early on. Tucky to win the SEC and then go to the Outback Bowl. But, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I don't know how this stuff works. <laughs> hey, cats or dogs, too. I, I, give me the points. Cats or dogs to who? 
In Notre Dame, their projected line was Kentucky plus one. Uh, Kentucky's in a, in, a, in a hypothetical outback ball. Oh, yeah. Already got a line. <laughs> Already got a line. That's what happens when you work for the Action Network. Always got to have action. Okay, I'll take the cats and the points. <laughs> cats are, are dogs tonight. Yeah, I was wondering what that line was going to come out at. What do we got? Uh, Tennessee minus one. So Kentucky's been a road dog four times. They're two and two straight up and against the spread. Um, that LSU game was in the Auburn game where there are two losses. And uh, I think you, you had injuries at least in the LSU one. Was there an injury in the Auburn game too? Did we ever get hurt in that one? Or was Wheeler it? and uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then Wheeler came back towards the end. Got but, hurt um, again and then LSU. still played, yeah. Gosh, the amount of injuries. We um, Bruiser Flint talked yesterday with Lance Ware. There was no sort of injury update. But I'm not going to be overly optimistic that either Toppin or – uh, Washington are going to play tonight. So, uh, Damian Collins, Bryce Hopkins, tonight might be your night. Physical yeah. Physical matchup. I, I, I don't I, know. I feel, You're going to be shorthanded. This so. is maybe a dumb comment. Normally the ones I say are. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a memorable game tonight. I don't know why. I feel like either Kentucky wins and it's like a shorthanded road win at your rival and we're all super excited about it. I feel like Kentucky or Kentucky loses a close one. That's what my gut's telling me. Either they lose a close one, which I probably end up whining, complaining about the officials someone, somehow, one way or another, or yeah, that's where I think I'm leaning. I, I wanted to talk this out, mm-hmm. see how I feel about it, but I think it's going to be a memorable game, and I think what's going to happen is Kentucky's going to play hard, they're going to fight, they'll be shorthanded, and then at the end, refs will do ref things, and Kentucky will come up short. Man, I... Uh... But I wanted to know what that line was going to be. That's interesting. I was just looking up like the stats from the last game. They really are just 67.9% from the field. 11 of 18 from three, 20-21 from free throw. Hmm. What an awesome game. I'm sure Tennessee's holding that close to their hearts going into this game. I think Josiah Jordan-James says, uh, the next game against Kentucky is the biggest game of our season. Hopefully they don't tell Auburn fans. Hopefully they they play it up like Patino used to. Love when teams make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, they only. I, I do like that too. It puts more pressure on the other team, and there is certainly more pressure on Tennessee. That's and that stuff doesn't really matter one way or another. But there certainly is more pressure on Tennessee. You're at home. You're you're gonna make the NCAA tournament, but this is a big seed game for you uh, to get a win over a top five team. Obviously. The revenge factor, you got punked at third place. You got completely and totally dominated. Uh, the, they'll be coming out hungry. But, yeah, if they come out and they play a little tight, I'm, I'm all for that. That'd be fine with me. The, Rick Barnes has had worse Tennessee teams than this one, and I think this Tennessee team's solid. I think I said after the first time they played that it's, you know, at best probably a second weekend of the NCAA tournament, but I like the way they match up with Kentucky. But they've had worse teams yeah. that have beaten Kentucky – than this one. Um, so a loss isn't going to be the end of the world for me, especially if Kentucky is shorthanded. But I'm excited for it. Excited that Oscar nearly out-rebounded Tennessee by himself the last time. I think Tennessee only had like two players with rebounds at halftime of the first game. But it is a team, Roush, you beat by – you dropped 107 on. Is there a little part of you that's like, I understand that Tennessee's a top 20 team. This is on the road. You're going to be shorthanded. Is there a part of you that's like, yeah, but it's still a team you beat by 30, 28, but we're just going to keep saying 30. 
Is there a part of you that's like, Ad, I'm not going to really make excuses for this one. You need to go out there and find a way to win. No, because the the difference, Kentucky played out of their minds in that game. The the one that Tennessee played well too for what it was worth. No, they, they did. They, 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 they have never well. shot as well as they did in that game. The one that always that 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 comes to mind because I believe it was the same thing where Auburn scored late. They Kentucky in 2019 beat that Auburn team by 28 in late February. Mm-hmm. I, I got to go to that game in the stands. It was awesome. It was a great time, and I I thought it was inexplicable. Like there there's, there was no excuses to lose to that team in the NCAA tournament in my mind. Um, now I know that we had wheelchair madness and all that bull crap, but like Kentucky was the better team, and I think like Kentucky's better than this Tennessee team as well, but just not having Ty Ty Washington score twenty eight points last time, like not having your best score, that's that's hard to do. And all it will take is like you know two early fouls on Sheebway or uh, you know a severe Wheeler kind of shaky game for this one to be an insurmountable game. Like, it it doesn't – the margin of error is so thin without those two guys that if they aren't on their A game and they end up falling and losing, then I'm I'm content with it. Because this is one of the few games on the schedule left where you're like, you know, okay, I get it. Yeah, that's fair. I I think that those are all – those are all fair opinions. Uh, This is a game normally – I don't think there's a ton of pressure on Wheeler to do much of anything. He's allowed to kind of play as the game comes to him. He's a good passer. You just want him to facilitate. If if Washington's not playing tonight, and I think everybody should have the expectation that he's not playing, then there actually is going to be a little pressure on Wheeler to one stay out on the floor. That's most important. Can't he had a he had a foul 15 seconds after the game started on Saturday. Can't can't have stupid fouls like that. Nope. Can't have silly fouls. Got to have you out on the floor. Can't can't re. Can't default to having Mintz or Grady have to play point guard, Roush, because we've seen that. It's yeah. not ideal. You can do it in small doses, but you don't have to finish out a half for eight minutes having to play that style because you're basically just holding on at that point. So there is pressure on Wheeler to stay out on the floor and have a good game. You can't have an eight or nine turnover game from him. You, you want him to be aggressive. A couple turnovers, not the end of the world. But he's got to actually, without Washington, he's going to have to – be a difference maker tonight. And, again, staying on the floor is going to be a big one. He can guard Kennedy Chandler. Kennedy Chandler's still going to have his, and he's going to do some good things, and he'll hit some threes. That was a frustrating thing about that first game in Rupp for it being, again, a 28-point win, was just a, a of the 11 made threes that Tennessee had, it just seemed like six or seven of them were wide open, uncontested. So, hopefully, uh, don't make it easy on any of their guys, especially Chandler or Vrascovi. Get out on him, but this is going to be a big one for Wheeler. This is a leadership game for him. Look forward to, to seeing it, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and those threes also came at really aggravating times. Every time Kentucky was threatening to be up by 20, it was just like, oh, here's two threes in a row for Tennessee. Gosh, get out of here, Tennessee. No, oh, who that cat's fan with a funny tweet? Something that I was – that's a good point. We need to bring that up. Let's go to a break. Before we go to a break, you need – to take a break at Thornton's. Yes. Go get some coffee, some donuts, some fresh fruit. My fruit today is looking worse for the wear. I may have to swing by at Thornton's and actually get mm. an unbruised banana. I got apples too that always are pretty good there. Yeah, your banana is pretty bruised. It is. Mine's just got one bruise on it. Yeah. Oh. You know, you know, you get, oh, you get your your choice. 
at Thornton's. And if you say, you know what, not in the fruit mood today. I didn't get, nobody gave me any chocolates last night. Go get your own chocolates at Thornton's. Get yourself a nice big chocolate donut. Hope Treat ev- yourself. Everybody had a good Valentine's Day. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into the Thornton's text line. We'll read this tweet from Hudak Cats fan and all the other fun stuff that you're looking forward to on a game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps her rolling on down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. The two Utes. Uh, uh, to what? Uh, what was that word? Uh, what word? To what? What? Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. What is a ute? Take me down where I want to be. Turn around this man who lives inside of me. Take me down and love me all night long. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning game day edition, as Roush mentioned in the first segment. Kentucky underdogs tonight at Tennessee. One point. You know who else is underdogs? It's a complete joke. Who's that? Wisconsin. If y'all like money, Wisconsin plus four is a joke. The way Indiana's been playing, there's no way they should be favored by four over anyone. I don't care where it is. But it's Assembly Hall, though. I don't care. Simon's coach. I don't care. Assembly Hall. Hasn't been all that scary this year. I think we've lost there twice. Have you given up hope? No. He's given up hope. No. So, listen, tonight's the – Tonight is the swing game. Indiana wins this game, they make the tournament. Indiana loses this game, they do not make the tournament. That's all it comes down to. So you don't think Indiana's making the tournament? I think Indiana will win the game tonight, but I think it's going to be extremely close. Four just seems way too many. Mm. It does seem like a lot of points. I mean, Wisconsin's one of those teams when we do beat, we like we squeak it out by the skin of our teeth. I just I miss confident Justin TJ. You know it was it was fun when he had three head coaches. He burned bright and he burned fast. Oh, I will. It was like a two week two week period of being confident. I just need a just need a light bulb change. I'll be burning bright in no time. Don't you worry. Let this team make the tournament, and I'll have something to shine about. Well, will you think they're going to do something in the tournament? No. Oh well, then. But at least I at least for the first time in seven years have a little bit of hope. Well, you know who also has a little bit of hope? Who's that? Rick Pitino. <laughs> Tweeted oh. out yesterday, this is the best Kentucky team I've watched in years. They defend, unselfish, shoot, and fundamentally fundamentally sound at both ends. One of my five that could cut down the nets, Gonzaga also. The other three, I want to see more. One is located on the East Coast, and it's not Iona. And he used some emojis. Wonder what you want on the East Coast is. That's not Iona. You think it's Providence, his old team? That's they're really pretty hot now. Providence I think is like solid. Eleventh or something in eight people. I just love that. I wish more coaches did this. Like he's the coach of a team that's competing for a championship, and he's like that team's a champion team. That team's a championship team. Of course, you know Iona's not going to win the national championship, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he realizes it. But it has to be Duke, right? I'm, I'm back. Um, There's a reason he didn't say the name. 
Did we say East Coast though? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he'd use East Coast. East people from like the Mid Atlantic and the Northeast. When they say East Coast, they, they mean, mean yeah. like Mid Atlantic and Northeast. They mean like they don't mean like the, the big cities. Yeah, yeah. Okay. not literally the whole East Coast. Correct. They don't mean like the Carolinas, Georgia's coast, that sort of deal. That's that's more South than he, like. You think of the South when you think of those states as well. I agree with you, Justin. If you say East Coast, I'm thinking the eastern part of the United States, I'm going up that entire coast. That's When you say East Coast, that's what I'm thinking of. But for New Yorkers, people in New England, everything's about them, you know. Man, I do do like Patino being – he's he's working on his TV chops. We need to get him – uh, back on the CBS set during March Madness after Iona loses. Because they'll probably end up winning. I think oh, they're in the MAC or the MEAC or whatever. Get him into that studio in New York with, like, Charles. And, oh, like, because we, we need more Rick. We just do. He's just such a he's such a character. Bring him back, Louisville. What do you got to lose? Well, this kind of brings us into what Hudak Cat fan said. Isn't it amusing that U of L wants Kentucky to get in trouble when the favorite to be AD PV and Coach Payne there would be allegedly associated with it? Also, they don't even acknowledge the thing, vacated title, that they want to happen to us. Well, PV's not going to U of L, and supposedly he never was going to U of L, never was approached by U of L. That was all just made up out of the blue. Secondly, yeah, that's hilarious. Like, higher pain, and then you know what, actually? Let's let this turn into a little something. Like, higher pain at L, and then allow, like, Merle Coe to be like, oh, yeah, I actually do have receipts of this. And then be like, aha, it was Payne that was doing it. I wouldn't want that for Kenny Payne, and I don't think he'd be dumb enough to have that happen to him. But who that Cats fan, great point. The people that they're kind of rooting for to get in trouble would indirectly impact them. Because they just don't they don't think like that. Well, they'd have it's to use not their the brain. It's not the way their brain works. Too much brain power involved. Just the easiest layer of scandal and controversy, they they will never dig any deeper than that. And the only time anybody in U of L fanboy media has tried to is Deputy Doofus during the Vito Tisdale stuff, and we saw all that worked out for him. Complete and total embarrassment. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Game day edition. Cats head down to Knoxville. I think if you get this win for Kentucky, though, I think you are, unless just total, assuming you take care of business at home, I do think you're probably looking pretty solid for a two-seed, even with a potential loss at Arkansas or even a loss in the SEC tournament. So I, th- I think there's plenty on the line for UK tonight, but do- not expecting to see Toppin, although I think people are mostly guessing with that, but that's all we can do. Yeah. And not expecting to see Washington just because the severity of how nasty that injury looked. You'd think he'd have to at least take off a week. But they always talk about how tough he is and how he's going to play if he can and all that stuff. Feels I- like a week has been the, the timetable for a lot of these mm-hmm. injuries. When I uh, got home from the game, my game on Saturday – my roommate was on the couch, and I looked at him, and I was like, are you pumped? And he was, like, so downtrodden. I was like, what's wrong? Y'all won by 21. Ah, Ty Ty's out for the year. And I was like, no way. So that's good that it's not as serious as he was initially thinking. 
Because then he had me in turn thinking, oh, shoot, I, I might be out for the year. There goes my Kentucky National Championship bet. Every, well, everybody thought that. Everybody thought that, that the way it looked, it looked incredibly serious. How much pain he was in, obviously not a good sign. Uh, and then, obviously, I think a lot of folks just their worst-case scenario is where they default in situations like that. But, supposedly – not going to be long-term. I do agree with you, too, that I don't think Kentucky could win the national championship without Ty Ty. I've had some of my friends, Roush, debate, is Ty Ty a little overhyped, a little overvalued, maybe no. a little overrated? Nope, not at all. Terrible take. Dumb take. Very bad take. Really, uh, I mean, and I think the reason why you can have that is because there's not one part of his game that's jaw dropping like he's not he's not a specialist in any sort of degree where man when Ty Ty gets hot from three watch out man Ty Ty he'll dunk on your face like he just does everything really well he pays with a lot of plays with a lot of pace a lot of tempo love the way he attacks great score yeah no that bad take very bad take by your friends TJ well he obviously got hurt in that Auburn game Really, since that Tennessee game, he hasn't been hasn't been amazing. He was solid at South Carolina, was decent at Alabama, but was missing shots left and right. Couldn't get anything going really from deep. Yeah, and that, that's because, and I, I'm going to excuse it away as he was coming back from injury, was a little off in a little bit of a slump. Remember, the slump in February is a good thing. We, people forget that early slumps good, uh, but. He was really playing well when he got his legs crashed into. Well, and he hasn't had to be amazing is the thing. Yeah, he doesn't have to take over and dominate a game. Yeah. But last week he did. He did the same thing at South Carolina. Whenever it became like a one-point game or whatever, he was the catalyst to that run. I don't know if it was a three. He had the Duncan transition. Then he threw a lob. Like Back-to-back games last week when things got a little tight, Ty Ty came in and saved the day with a quick 7-0, 8-0 run. Tata's a bad man. He hasn't been at his best as of late. He hasn't been healthy as of late. Let's get him healthy for March because that that's what you you really need is whenever things get tight, you have somebody who's not going to panic. And not only does he not panic, he, he seems to be at his best when things do get tight. Yeah, shooting just uh, 36% from the field since that Tennessee game and has only hit four threes in seven games since then as well and of course you got a the Auburn game he got hurt in the Florida game he had played 26 minutes uh, and played well as we had talked about wasn't shooting the ball particularly great but um, then before he got hurt so you got to take into injuries into some of this but shooting uh, shooting percentage not great three-point shooting percentage not phenomenal but I I disagreed with my friends as well like Ty Ty's still very good very important to this team and if anything I think it's more of a positive this conversation should and could be spun as all right Ty Ty isn't shooting the ball all that great and what has Kentucky done on that stretch with the exception of the Auburn game they've won they've won they've won they've won they've won they've won and all of them by double digits with the exception of the Mississippi State Overtime game, which Washington did not play in, and the Vanderbilt game, which was more of kind of just a snoozer more than anything else. So oh, that was the hack fest. Too. I guess the AM wasn't a double digit win either. So one of like six non double digit wins on the year. 
It's weird. Kentucky, like, if it's a decent team, they blow them out. And if it's a bad team, single-digit wins. It'll be grinding away. Ooh, so but I think, it, I think that so could be Tennessee more of a testament. a bad team? Oh. No, Tennessee's a good team. Oh, so, well, Justin, let's get some alt lines in here. Yeah. Kentucky's going to win. If you think Kentucky's going to win tonight, by God, they're going to win by nine. You know, I alt-lined uh, Saturday's game, and I, I took 14 because that's what I said on air, but I could have got all the way up to 20 and a half, which <sighs> I wish I would have. Yeah. But. Would could have. Hindsight's 20-20. Yeah, always go the alt-lines. <sighs> it's the best way to bet, in my opinion. Yeah, except when you're being chicken bleep and you drop the line. It's true. Can't be doing that. Except the Bengals for covering. We didn't give them enough credit. They did exactly what I said. Good teams win, great teams Bengals, cover. Bengals either win or lose by three. Yeah, I mean, if, if, I, if I, they I, hit that extra point if the Rams do, though, that's a push. Yeah, that's I, a brutal I think miss. I lost uh, money on the Bengals every playoff game. <laughs> it's pretty pretty amazing. Looking at the Kentucky-Tennessee series, just because it's fun to it's do. A lot, there's, there, there's a lot of – because you, you try to spot, like, trends, and it's just kind of all over the place. From 1945 to 1960, Tennessee won one game. The good old 50 season. Who could forget? Man, that's hilarious. Suck at Tennessee. Losers. And the last time Tennessee beat Kentucky in Knoxville, 2019. Huh. I don't remember that 2019 team getting. Oh, I do. That was, uh, I think PJ was out. Team Great. was really short down there in Knoxville. Ooh, similar situation to tonight. Mm-hmm. Remember? And, like, I think, who was it? Kentucky was down, like, basically two players. So whoever, it was either Reed Travis was the only big in or Reed was hurt and PJ was the only big in. And it was That it, season, it, it was, they, flip, it was not they good. flip-flopped their injuries. They I think, did. I think PJ was playing that game, and I think he played well, if I'm not mistaken. kind of feels, like, similar to this year with the injuries, where it's kind of like, all right, for the most part – that was when Grant Williams was just flopping all over the place. Knock, in, knock on wood, this Kentucky team has been solid, but it's been injuries just left and right, but the injuries haven't been overly severe, and they've been spaced out for the most part. Yeah. And then they played in the SEC tournament, and Kentucky got hosed by the officials in that one. Tennessee got the win. Tennessee, Kentucky, And then Tennessee lost to Auburn. Kentucky... If they don't lose that SEC tournament game, Roush, they play Auburn, and then I can't help but think that everything's different. If Kentucky beats Tennessee in that SEC tournament in 2019. Because Kentucky would have played Auburn, and I think that if – I just don't think they're going to put them in the same region if they had just played You're just gambling on the selection committee to do their jobs correctly. Well, uh, you you could – the way they they did it technically – Legal, like you know, the way that they did it, they I just don't think they would have had hey, SEC championship game, and in two weeks, we're going to have a rematch potentially in the Elite Eight. But that was a two versus a I think five, four, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that at, at that point it, it but I just don't, I, I think they would have switched it up. I don't, I do, I don't you think you would have thought that an SEC championship game would determine what the selection committee does. Do you remember what not, happened with Texas AM? Not from a seeding standpoint necessarily, but from where they were going to put the teams, I do. And there's no evidence to to back that up. There's you can't prove me wrong. No, nope, you're right. I can't. I, prove I, you I wrong. can't prove you right or wrong. Uh, it's just a, a theory of mine. Well, that's going back and looking at my this theory Kentucky is: year. don't turn it over 17 times down the stretch, Ashton Hagens. 
Well, and P.J. Washington hit that, you know, little eight-footer that was just literally you hit a a 99% clip throughout the season. Goodness. That stupid game. Freaking Bruce Pearl. He's got a Final Four. Gross. (laughs) Wheelchair gate. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, the more I watch, the more I see similarities between Marcus Teague and Wheeler. They're not, are their decision-making are questionable at times, and their shot-making abilities are not consistent, but there is no doubt they run the offense and get things going. Hopefully that correlates with another national championship for Kentucky. Agreed. I also hope that it leads to a national championship for UK. I, I would say the difference is you, I just had a lot more confidence in Teague being able to score, whether it's shooting or inside. And Wheeler, underrated finisher inside, both as like literally and just I think from a bird's eye view, I think both those apply. Like you wouldn't expect somebody that short to be a good finisher at all, and he's pretty solid. Uh, and then especially at such a high level of playing basketball at Kentucky and the SEC this season, he still is able to do it at a high level. But, Teague, you felt all right if he was wide open shooting a jumper. I still want Wheeler to shoot that, but it doesn't mean I think it's always going to go in. So I think Teague was a little bit better offensively, and he was so good defensively as well. Wheeler, good defensive player, but I I, I, I think Teague is a – I don't think it's so much of a hot take. Teague better in 12 than Wheeler is in 22. Yeah, and I also had less faith in Teague's decision making. Uh, you did much less because um, he was pretty bad the first half of the year. People forget that he he was, but gosh, he was so good in March. Yeah, no, and he, and he definitely was. And you know what? I bet their turnover numbers are actually similar. But Wheeler's aggressiveness, I like. I think it's good for this team to have somebody really pushing the pace and going after it. Um, but yeah, I uh, just I, I have a little bit more faith in Wheeler. It also could be the maturity thing as well. Teague was on, he was what one of the three freshmen actually starting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, I don't know what it was. I also like had class with Teague, so my perspective was a little bit different of him. He was just always weird. Like, he would sit next to me quite often and be like. I mean, this was one of those classes, too, where everybody just, we just gave each other the answers. So you sat in the front, too. It was like, dude, no, 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 I'm not in the front. They didn't have to sit in the front of Kentucky. No, it was like a hall of 120 people. So even in the big halls, I had several classes with Indiana players, but they were required to sit in the first two rows. That's that's so dumb, yeah. Like, that's such a, uh, that's like Iowa football. They have to, like, hold hands when they jog out on the field in unison. (laughs) Like, it's so irrelevant. Like, why are you making your players' lives difficult unnecessary? It it for at Just Indiana rules. at Indiana it was so they could be seen and that that they were no they the teacher would know they were in class. Oh, as if they're knew. as if they're not seven foot tall when they walk in the door. Yeah, and why would the teacher <laughs> care more about them being in class than anybody else? It's true. The best part about that class was that uh, the lady tried to be Captain Hardo for like a freaking intro geology class. This was clearly a class that we were taking just to check off like a science credit. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through the year, she just quit caring. Like our our final was. We're watching this movie. Here's your worksheet. Fill it out. You all can tuck amongst each other to get the correct answers. Oh, I got A's. It's pretty great. All right, let's compare these Teague and Wheeler stat lines real quick. 
Wheeler, 9.7 points per game, 7.2 assists, three turnovers. Ooh, I'm going to guess Teague was at like 10.1 points, 4.5 assists, and 3.8 turnovers. All right, pretty good. Uh, 10 <laughs> points huh? in average. Yeah. 4.8 assists. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 2.7 turnovers. Oh, so the oh, only place, the only the place that you were off was the turnovers. That's but, pretty good. So he is Thank a- you. Thank you. Thank averaging fewer turnovers, just barely. But the stat lines are, I mean, almost almost identical. Uh, Wheeler more significantly assist. more assist, and then the points are, are basically – about the same. So that okay, Texter, you may be on to something. It, it, you know, ignore somewhat style of play and how they how they do their their dirty work, how they get about their business. And instead, as the Texter says, just how they run the offense and get things going, uh, you're on to something there. That's uh, I'm glad we, we we looked those stats up. Very, very similar there. All right, let's go to our hour one break. Hour two coming up next. We got a Basically a full text line. We only read one of them, so keep them coming. 502-414-1450. And we'll talk about whatever you all want to talk about. Keep previewing Cats versus Tennessee and other college basketball games this evening. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kittle. And I like it that way Everybody knows everybody Everybody calls you free You don't need an invitation Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Finally got around to watching John Calipari's cameo on Billions. Yeah. Did a good job. I like the guy wearing the Stonks shirt. Really mm-hmm. need just a shirt that just says Stonks. Mm-hmm. And then let some of that money go to Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glad that you're here. Glad that you're listening. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. And you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. Just download the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. Just Google it, search for it. We're on Spotify, Apple iTunes, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, they're brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Our f- good friends over there are giving you 30% off their organic, full-spectrum CBD products. Just by using promo code Big X. So I know, Scoots, you're really, you're really worried about your Hoosiers. Let that anxiety go away. Enjoy some cornbread mm, hemp, those yeah. gummies. That, that It's extra strength, so you get a little bit of CBD. Sprinkle a little THC there, too. Makes life a lot easier. Try cornbread hemp today. That'll help. I mean, it's like the only thing you can do is just medicate yourself. Okay. I actually think I'm kind of bummed. I wish they had like a store I could run into because tonight actually would be a great cornbread hemp night for Kentucky fans alike. It's late, mm-hmm. so you're going to like allow this to kind of mellow you out, relax you a little bit, 
And then, two, if you're anything like me, win or lose after a game, I'm generally just a little too amped up, a yeah, little too excited. Yeah, that's a good point. If I take this cornbread at halftime, yeah. should just, you know, I, yeah, you'll be able to instead of me going to bed at like easier. midnight or something, maybe 11.30, assuming the game ends on time. So that, that it's a cornbread hemp night, I think, for everybody. For JK47, for mm-hmm. us, different reasons maybe, but it's going to all the same great results for all of us. Yeah, so give it a try today. Promo code Big X for 30% off at checkout. Yep. Um, TJ, I've got a question for you. We discussed this yesterday. We've seen more and more of it. If you are an NFL writer who writes columns for national websites, you probably wrote in the last 24 hours about Sean McVay retiring early. Yes, I think you had mentioned it yesterday. Do we think this is a net positive or a negative in the Liam Cohen decision-making process? I, I for got to put this out there that I've got no clue. You're much more intertwined with this stuff. You and Luckett, what you all say is formulating my opinion, as I'm sure it, it is with tens of tens of listeners here to Kentucky Roll Call. So let me say that first and foremost. I think it would be best if McVeigh did retire and then they just brought in a whole new staff. Yes, yes. That, That's what I think is the best case scenario for Kentucky. That the, doesn't include Liam Cohen. Right. I do think though if there's a worse like if McVeigh tells Liam like listen, I'll hire you. I don't know what my future is, but I'm at least going to stay next year. I think that's even worse for Kentucky's case because then it feels the moment feels a little fleeting. Liam feels like he's got to jump on the opportunity now. And hell, if all goes well, he might just get promoted to head coach once McVay retires. You know, I, good, good. So I, I, yeah. I, I'm just trying to think through all of the scenarios, and unless there's an internal promotion or McVay is retiring, like. As soon as the parade is over, then I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about Liam leaving to to go to L.A. And I I won't blame him at all. No, it's as much as it stinks. It's the position you need to be in in college football. You need to be losing guys uh, because that's a sign that things are going well. I just would hate the timing of it. That would be the only yeah. thing that would really kind of dig into my crawl is. Just such bad timing. The UK potentially having to replace an offensive coordinator at this rate, Roush, late right. February. Two weeks before spring practice, supposed yeah. to start. Like it just. Because ideally, if you're bringing in a new guy, that's. So spring sports for installing, getting the terminology mm-hmm. down, figuring out, okay, uh, banana be means be such a big spring orange too. in the other offense. Like figuring out all the correlations with all the terms and all that sort of stuff. Like. That's the uh, no time to waste. So um, Cohen seems like a great guy. Seems like he enjoys Lexington. I, I wouldn't expect him to handle this. Certainly not like Wolford. Um, mm-hmm. I w- but I would expect him to handle this professionally and not shring Kentucky along and all the right words that you all are wanting me to say. I'm sure things that he is saying to UK. But if I was Stoops, I do think I'd go to him and be like, listen. I'm not going to try to be big, tough boss man here, but it is mid-February. If you are going to go... We need to know by this day. Yeah. yeah. Like, Which yeah. I would think would be by like Thursday or Friday. 
Sure. Yeah. If, yeah. if I mean, gosh, you there's part of you that doesn't even want to have to wait till Friday if you have to. But I agree. You you've got to know. You got because then well, you may have to be hiring somebody. You may be just promoting within. You gotta you gotta figure out what's best for your program. And while Cohen probably juggling trying to figure out what's best for him. It's also like McVeigh, his short list of candidates is all people he knows. I would assume that Soups would have to his hires are gonna be a little bit more difficult than defending Super Bowl champion head coach. So hey, McVeigh, maybe not dilly dally around while you're celebrating. You got your twenty four hours, by God. We're forty eight hour rule. Time to move on to the next one. If you're the Rams, Cohen leaves, you win a Super Bowl? Uh, I, it, it, do you really want to bring him back? Yeah, he could be the curse. <laughs> could be the Cohen curse. But, uh, again, you, you won't blame him if he decides to jump on that opportunity, assuming he doesn't handle it like Wolford, which uh, probably wouldn't do that. And you just want a decision as quickly as possible because important time, as Roush mentioned, spring practice right around the corner and probably shouldn't have to wait too terribly long. To, to hear. Are you of the mindset, though, that if the, the Rams' job comes and goes, he is locked in, locked in for this football season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the last frontier? Yeah, the yeah, Rams' yeah. job? Okay. Man, and I mean, it's the biggest worry, though, of all. It's really the one that a lot of people had kind of been talking about. What if the Rams call? What if the Rams want him back? And you're like, oh, come on. They're, they're going to be fun. No. Oh, gosh. The damn Rams' job opened up. Sure did. All right, let's get to this Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, texter on the Thornton text line. Ever heard of the album 2001, Roush? A lot of good songs on there. Yeah, it's got, I, I, there's still DRE songs on there. But, yeah, he's only he's only put out two in his entire career. Kind of crazy. I mean, he's produced a bunch of stuff. He did a bunch of, you know, with Eminem and whatnot. But, yeah, Dr. Dre didn't make a lot of music. Apparently, he... He made some new music for uh, Grand Theft Auto, like expansion pack. <laughs> and one of my friends said it's pretty cool. Like they, uh, it's oh my gosh, this guy stole a hard drive with Dr. Dre's new songs on it. You've got to go find it. And oh, that's that is kind of neat. Yeah, so like that's yeah. a cool kind of plot. Listening to podcast radio, just TV, the. Uh, Seemed like everybody was a fan of the Super Bowl. The majority of people were a fan of the Super Bowl. The biggest criticisms just how short, how little time everybody had individually. Those were the the main criticisms. But I'm all for it. You know, you only have so much time. It should go by in a blink of an eye. And uh, they did a good job with it. I thought. I uh, I do appreciate though, as you mentioned yesterday, that it's like oh, just all of the people our age are like oh, we like this music. Yeah. That's just the way that it works. We're we're getting we're the olds now. Well, I'm sure they'll still do like a some more old, old older tributes. Probably have a few more of those in our life, Roush. And then, yeah, mostly it'll probably be people our age because that's the way that it works. And then when it really is going to suck is when it's people that we don't know who they are. <laughs> that's what I'm sitting here. That's thinking what I'm. Scared that's about. when it'll get scary. When it's did, people like, wow, who who is this? Well, did you see the uh, the little Valentine thing UK put out yesterday, where you know the know. players are like. Will you be my Valentine? And I had to Google most of the women they wanted to be their Valentine. Mm. Like one of them was a girl from the Outer Bank show. Probably a good thing for you. The yeah. blonde one? I, I I mean, aren't they all blonde on that show? Oh, Dude, I just Maybe so. learned over the weekend who Sydney Sweeney is. Yes. I, I, that's, that. I think that's who I'm talking about. 
Who's that? Uh, what show is she in? She is good looking. Okay. Uh, well, that, I think that narrows it down. She, I think she's in Euphoria, which is supposed to be okay. Yes. Yeah, it's well, because pretty. And I know uh, Zendaya, Zendaya. She was the young one that I knew because she was in. She's in that, and she does uh, the Spider-Man okay. movies and stuff. I think she was at a Disney Channel OG back in the day. Maybe she was in like uh, proactive commercials. That was where she really got her big break. Was going on proactive. Uh, my friends had like brought her up and all of them were just like, oh my gosh, yeah, she is so good looking. And I was like, I've never even heard of her. Didn't even know that that was a human that existed. But it's a, Did a, little is a high school drama though, right? Yes. But she's been in other stuff too. Bless right. you. I just, I don't know. People really like that show and I just don't. She's in White Lotus as well. Hmm. Sharp Objects. Heard of that. I didn't know she was in Sharp Objects. I did watch that uh, Charlie Day chick flick last night with Jenny Slate. Mm-hmm. Unfamiliar. It's on Amazon. You know, you know, when I turn on my Vizio or whatever, there's a bunch of ads for it. It's like, all right, you suckered me in. Let's watch a chick flick. Eh, pretty good. That was your fun. Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah. And the wife fell asleep very early. <laughs> she doesn't make it through movies. I've sadly starting to not make it through movies at a, at a clip anywhere close to what I'd like. Uh, Justin, what'd you do for old Valentine's Day? I did a whole bunch of, I wore, had to work till five and then I came home and drank a little bit. That's about it. <laughs> no sure. chocolates? Played, played, uh, some Call of Duty and called it a night. I, I think I was in bed at nine o'clock, nine fifteen. Man, the, uh, that sounds nice. I was, I was very disappointed in our local Kroger. Whoa. Of course, they're going to have like a thousand flowers because they know that there's a bunch of bums like me coming in. But I was like, you know what? We got to get some stuff from Kroger. I'll let Duke pick out some flowers. He'll like that. But you know what? Let's let's go and see if they can have like those little little card Valentines. Maybe put some stickers on stuff. It'd be a fun little yeah, like the grade school ones. Yeah, yeah. The holiday seasonal aisle was Easter. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. Well, are people really rushing to get their Easter eggs before Lent has even started? We haven't even had Ash Wednesday yet. That's two weeks away. And they've already got their Easter seasonal stuff out. Easter's in late April. And you can't even keep your Valentine's stuff stocked through Valentine's Day? Dumb. That's because good people that know it's Valentine's Day get it early. Well, my, That's why the Easter stuff's out so people can go ahead and snag it. I had to run by a Kroger yesterday for Valentine's Day. And they were stacked with stuff. Yeah, they had tons of flowers and all that, but I was just surprised that the actual holiday aisle was already Easter. So I got Brooke some Easter bunny sour patches. <laughs> Do you like schools that give that that did the uh, like you make a Valentine's card for everybody in the class? It was, it was fun, but like that's you do it when you're a little kid. I, I don't. Well, you don't need to be doing it in high school. I agree. I, I thought it was sweet too. Yeah. I, was, I, th- I thought it was nice. And I don't remember. Um, I don't remember anything if that happened in middle school or not. Like, I know some people talked about like you could buy a flower to send to. Oh, that was always the best. Like a dollar. Yeah, see, you you could send it anonymously. You could send it anonymously. You could put your name on it. We never did that, but that sounds like the the drama related to that for middle schoolers would just be too much to bear. Yeah, (laughs) sounds amazing. Yeah, it was great. Just the bullying that was taking place. I'd just secretly do it to like everybody that would have that would be in a relationship and then just like you know watch from afar as they'd be like well did, I, did you send this to you're, me you're the meme of the little girl smiling with the house burning on the exactly. background yeah. It'd be a great time <laughs> well i hope everybody had a great valentine's day it uh 
Glad it, it's over. It was great at the Walker household. A texter says, uh, if you haven't seen him, if the haven't seen him thing didn't bother people so much, Cal wouldn't say it. Funny how worked up folks get about it. Oh, it, it totally is the uh, nickname that you don't want to be called and you get worked up about it, so they're just going to call you that nickname more. It totally is, and people still somehow get bothered by it. Um, and he, there is a there is some rhyme and reason behind it. He generally doesn't want the opponent to know. So if that means that Colton and Covington Covington doesn't get to know, then that then sorry Colton, you don't sorry, get Colton. you don't get to know, buddy. But at least you live in nice Covington, and it's a beautiful beautiful spot. Do you have any friends go up to Cincinnati for the party on Sunday? Oh, uh, lucky was up there. But, Would you um, all consider yourself friends? Yeah, probably work acquaintances. Uh, yeah, I actually had more friends than I thought go to the Super Bowl. Whoa! Yeah, uh, Kentucky Nick was there. Another college roommate went went to the game. Um, and yeah, my buddy who was in the CJ, he was at the game. So, uh, yeah, there was uh, there was there was surprisingly more people than I thought. Uh, actually made it out to LA, which that it looked really cool. But every time I saw pictures of somewhere out in LA, I was just like, my God, how much did that cost? going like a rooftop pool or something mm. you're just like I, that had to be thousands of dollars just to be at that for that photo yeah that's insane can't even imagine that's a, that's a very old man opinion too it's like i how much did that cost like, yeah but it, it really blows my mind the what scenes some people lo- probably spent the scenes looked awesome cold but awesome a texter says Dying at Lenardi's Bracketology, Duke out west paired with Providence as their three, Gonzaga, Houston as the one four. Come on. Come on. I do need to say, I've tweeted it out, and I've probably said it on the radio show a few times where I've just been, in reference to an easy bracket, I've thrown Arizona as like the easy team. Arizona's good. The more and more I watch of them, they're good. They remind me a little bit of Kentucky. I think a lot of people, myself included, just lump them in as like an overrated team just because you haven't seen enough of them. Expectations were really low for Arizona. They are actually supposed to not be doing well as a program right now, and here they are as a legitimate Final Four contender. Now, all that being said, would I be scared to see Arizona in Kentucky's bracket or region? No, but I'm not really scared of much of anybody. regarding these bracketologies and where they put teams, you know, it doesn't really all matter so much right now. uh, But Gonzaga as a one would not be, you know, that's not an ideal pairing. Don't don't speak too soon, TJ. What if Kentucky was the one seed in Indy potentially playing the Hoosiers in the second round? I saw that. I don't think they'll do that just because they wouldn't put Indiana in Indy. I don't think they, I don't think they would either. (laughs) Oh, it would be really funny though. I mean, if I was a Kentucky fan, while I wouldn't be mad, I'd be excited about it just because I wouldn't think Kentucky would oh, lose. Oh, we'd have but to, it, to go KRC road trip. But if I, if you were the seven seed, I'd be like, what the hell? We're a seven seed and we have to play Indiana and Indianapolis in a road game here? Yeah, that would be. Like, this isn't right. This is not what we're doing here. So I, while I wouldn't be scared of Indy, and goodness gracious, that atmosphere would just be amazing, mm-hmm. that I'd actually kind of be for it, not going to happen, though. No, but that's uh, that's what Olin already put out this morning at 7 a.m. But still has the Cats as a one seed. Uh, Cats as a one, and they've got the 8-9 Indiana? Seton Hall, Indiana. Oh, okay, I think he literally had Kentucky a two seed and 
Seton Hall, Indiana is the 710. Um, <laughs> I could have been looking at another bracketology. But, yeah, I've seen Indiana in the same pod as Kentucky, whether 710, 89. Um, hey, you're still think in it's those, happen, You're still in right now. Yeah, 8-9, that's a good spot for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll take like, uh, probably two little wiggle room. Yeah, a little – absolutely. That seems a little high. I would think Indiana Agreed. would be a 10 right now. Agreed. But, yeah, splitting hairs. A texter, 502-414-1450. I think Mike Schmidt's analysis is pretty good. Yeah, I just – Who's Mike Schmitz? He's the guy that I just loathe with the fire of a thousand oh. suns because he does the thing that they tell you not to do when you go to journalism school, and that's don't make the story about yourself. He can't show one of his film breakdowns without his face in the camera shot as well. <laughs> we do not need your face. We just need the player's face. But his face has to be there. Has to. Or else then his analysis doesn't work. Take a back seat, buddy. If we lose in the tournament, they're going to they're gonna gritty all over us, I'm afraid, says one texter. Oh, you're right, Texter. They will. It'll be like the John Wall in twenty ten. Not sure what they would have done if the twenty twelve team would have lost. Twenty fifteen was just obnoxious. But it'll be gritty city if Kentucky loses, Roush. Take them do. Back to the legs. I know it's a different team, but I still just I like that. Anytime UK wins on the road, I do that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it is. Although that, I haven't started the cat attack dance, but I am taking the dub back to the legs. Why don't you give us a little cat attack dance right now? <laughs> <laughs> a texture says on the Cal Matt Jones stuff, they say hit a dog will holler. A hit dog will holler. I thought it was saying a hot dog. Uh, we found a new thing on Disney Plus where it's the dog from Up, and he's a hot dog, and Duke thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Like, just uncontrolled laughing every time Does... this dog eats a hot dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's not a hot dog. He eats a hot he dog. He eats a hot dog, and Duke's just like, it's it's comedy in its purest form. Well, you should make Duke some pigs in a blanket let him eat them in a blanket. Wow. He'll go crazy. Pigs in a blanket are great. A texture says, Roush, did you notice Anderson Pack playing drums during the halftime show? He and Kendrick were nice additions. Uh, I heard that, but I admittedly was in the middle of uh, putting Baby down at the end of the halftime show. So I, I saw all the way up to uh, 50 Cent and then had to – or no, I saw a little bit of Mary J. Blas's boots, but uh, left before Anderson Pack, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar came out. Another texter says, I know your radio show isn't the best place to talk about, especially with Roush being involved, but it's an interesting topic that I think a lot of people would like to hear about. (laughs) It was pretty clear he wasn't happy with a lot of stuff Matt said last year, questioning why Dante wasn't playing, recruiting strategy, other decisions. I understand Matt isn't wholly responsible for the actions of the fan base, but he does play a larger role in the wider opinion than he'd like to admit. There's there's plenty of stuff on this, by the way. The next texter said, let's not act like we all weren't negative last season. So this one kind of defending. And we were negative because we stunk. Simple as that. Maybe Cal's throwing barbs at KSR, but they stunk. All right. Well, let's go to a break. We'll come back. I'll give my opinion on this, this whole thing, and hopefully – that's going to go away, but I guess you never really know. All right, let's uh, let's hit it, and then we will have. Hey, by the way, I'm just seeing more Mike Schmitz tweeted into my timeline. Oh, his face in it? I'm sure it does. Show us your face. Show us your face. <laughs> we'll come back. One final segment: Kentucky roll call here on oh, Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen.
songs about a rambling man Put a cold one in my hand Cause you know I love Hear those guitar sounds Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call Shut up, Meg Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Taco Tuesday. No better way to celebrate the Cats playing tonight than hitting up Salsaritas, getting yourself some tacos, some delicious chips, fresh queso, hot spicy salsa, whatever it may be. Salsaritas has two locations in the Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through St. Matthews newly renovated. Check them out today and download the app. It'll save you some money. It's been a fun show today. Oh, Justin's got a Salsaritas take. Yeah, I was going to say uh, something crazy happened to me yesterday, right? Oh. So there was a meeting in our meeting space at the hotel. They get Salsaritas catered in. Wow. So me and the guy I'm working with, we immediately look at each other and we're like, we have to get Salsaritas today. That's that's just the only thing about it. Non-negotiable. Five minutes. So we get like $30 worth of Salsaritas. We load it up. <laughs> Five minutes before our food arrives at the hotel, the meeting space comes up to us. Hey, can you clear all this food for us? We're done. There's a lot left over. You all can eat it yourselves yeah, if you want. I knew that was coming. So mad. So, but it worked out because I got lunch today now. That's true. Pretty okay. awesome. Wow. There you go. So you're balling out yeah, on Salsaritas. Balling. I think the moral of the story is when Salsaritas caters, they give you so much food that. And I, I know it's hard that. To eat it all. I know that. I knew that. I've been to several Salsaritas catered events. So I shouldn't have splurged on the food, but, you know, I didn't want to wait. I needed it then. So what leftovers did you have from the... Oh, dude, they had so... They didn't even touch... They had a whole jar of sour cream. Didn't even touch it. Unbelievable. I hate sour cream, but I just couldn't believe that. So you did have a nice Valentine's Day. I did. Yeah, there was a, there was a bunch of chicken, ground beef. I got ground beef for the first time yesterday at Salsaritas. The ground beef's good. The it was good. Their ground yeah. beef. Yeah. I was uh, pretty impressed. Well, good. Happy to hear it. Anytime you get Salsaritas, it's a good day for everybody involved. Can I just mention, too, that I looked at some of this Merle Code stuff Yeah. during the break, and I, I haven't got all the way through it, but if I wanted to, if I really wanted to, I could create a real bleep storm in this space by mentioning the names of coaches, ADs, and big-time recruits at a number of high-profile universities. It's like, but then do it. You did it, though. Yeah, you, you're, 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 do, doing, you're it. doing it. Like, what? This guy's... It's not absurd for a top 15 recruit to ask for $100,000. I'm talking about Brian Bowen. It's like, but you only gave Anthony Davis 10000 Okay. Okay, buddy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about it, but I, no. I have had a good time watching U of L folks try to somehow spin this as this is going to be it for Kentucky. The walls are closing in. Which it is a good reminder that, like, while we have – both admitted we feel bad for U of L, and that like oh my gosh they're such a, mm-hmm. they're a good portion of that fan base is like cockroaches that you, you they will they will they will survive, and the second that they see something not going right for Kentucky they'll crawl on out, and if Kentucky doesn't win the national championship which is incredibly hard to do, 
they'll go crazy when UK loses and they'll be obnoxious and all that, that's just stuff we gotta we gotta prepare ourselves for. Also, it wouldn't have been Dwayne PV back in 2011 either. Oh no, why not? Because he was no longer working in that capacity, but he was super connected to some heavy hitters. I don't think PV was promoted to assistant AD even in 2011. Yeah, but that whole quote is just so weird. Like he what? Wa- read it again. Uh, I had some relationships with folks in Lexington. The first call I made was to a former assistant AD. He was no longer working in that capacity, but he was super connected to some heavy hitters. Okay, so what that reads is this person wasn't an assistant AD at the time that all this was going on, but was previously? Yeah, previously connected. Seemed like it'd be easy to figure out who that could possibly be. And if they were there when Rondo was there, you know, as well. Yeah, but I I don't know administrators from back in that era too. I was too young, so I, I, I mean I'd have to go through old. There's just not also a lot of clinger ons from like previous eras either, right? You know, John Calipari had a lot of new faces around when he came in. Mitch Barnhart doesn't strike me as a dude that would have a lot of uh, assistant athletic directors that are just hanging around as heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of a weird. Yeah, this whole thing kind of weird. Real code. Suck it, buddy. Well, what's what weird is Calipari after every game, at least lately it seems like, mentioning negativity and you got to enjoy this team and it's a fun group and all, all this stuff. Uh, very clearly directed at another radio show in town, KSR. I don't think, and Cal, I think there's plausible deniability where he wouldn't get into the weeds and say as much, but National people aren't hating on this team, Roush. It's actually kind of a rarity. National people are like, this Kentucky team's going to win it all. They're so good. Uh, getting as much national love as a, as a U.K. team I can remember since maybe 17. Um, maybe you even have to go back to 15 for that. And I, I don't think it's the right move by Calipari. We've talked about it on this show before, but I thought the negativity throughout last season was just way over the top. Uh, obnoxious. The team stunk. It was really, really bad, but the people talking about coaching changes needed to be made at the head coaching position was just wrong, and it was stupid. And Calipari has every right to kind of fire back at anybody that wondered about that, that questioned that, and I don't blame him for doing that. Um, I do, I, I, but I am surprised that he's taken that approach. I, I, I thought he would be all high road. He's not really doing all high road, Um can't say that I fault him for that. Not saying that that's what I would do, though, if I was in his position. But yes, this is him, as the kids would say, clapping back at people that were overly negative when things weren't going well. Yeah, I mean, everybody was negative last year, though, because the team stunk. Difference between negative, though, and saying that a Hall of Fame head coach needed to go, you needed to go in a different direction. I don't think that was said explicitly by my former ex-boss, as we like to call him. But uh, I will say, when you take calls into shows, you are going to have a lot more uh, – you're going to get some much louder opinions. Yeah, um, the opinions came from Matt Jones. I mean, this this was he's not going to be able to hide behind callers. He was way over the top negative. He said – basically almost made a list of demands of what John Calipari needed to do uh, – I didn't think they needed to shake up the staff as much as they did, but boy, did they, and it seemed to work. They got great people in there. Uh, Justin Powell was not the most important recruit in the Calipari era, just more hyperbole that was overstated and unnecessary. 
But people are allowed to have their opinions, and I think Calipari, while I'm surprised he's doing it, I don't have any issues with him coming back and saying, "Look, we're 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 rocking and rolling. We don't need we don't need negativity around I the also, program right now." Uh, don't read into Calipari's words as much as others do. So, like, if he wants to do that, fine. I um, I'm not a big fan of his press conferences. They just don't say much of substance. What coach are you a fan of their press conferences? You a fan of Stoops' press conferences? Like I, I know when I what I'm getting from Mark Stoops' press conferences. When you he's don't know to... what you're getting from Calipari? No, I do, but it's much more like um, the stuff we heard on Billions. That sounded like kind of a Cal press conference. Well, yeah. Like, I, like especially that... when you're trying to transcribe something, and you're like, okay, is he talking about this player right here? And then it's just like, here's a sentence, let me redirect to another guy. Like, it's just kind of, it's all over the place, and I just, I, I, I'm... I don't get worked up or read into, is Cal being negative or is he being positive or who's he taking shots at in press conferences? I just don't read into it. Well, I think you have the right approach. I mean, should a coach's press conference really be all that newsworthy to begin with? And especially when you're doing press conferences from the same guy for 10 years. Yeah, it gets a little. Two times a week. Yeah. I mean, sometimes three times a week. For you know the duration of six seven months, yeah, they're they're going. You're going to get cliches. You're going to get a bunch of you know, same. Sometimes you know with this radio show, we're going to say we're going to say some yeah. stuff that we've mm-hmm. repeated ourselves. We've got our cliches and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Cal press conferences aren't the most riveting things in the world, and he's got his Calisms that everybody has heard a thousand different times. But the reason that I think that. This is directed at who we all think it's directed at. Was Calipari after Saturday was like, you know, you're going to hear negativity. People are going to say I yell too much when coaching. Like that was a direct correlation to your former S box sitting behind the bench and being like, all he does is yell at his players. He just makes noises and yells. Coaches yell, which is that breaking news. That that is like, and and Matt knows what he does. He spins everything with like a slightly negative, but allows himself to have plausible deniability. I didn't say he couldn't coach. I just said that he yells a bunch when he's coaching. Um, Cal has yelled since the day he got at UK. He's a yeller. That's some people don't yell. Some do. He is a yeller. Always has been. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "What's up, guys? Oh no, I'm missing one. While we're just having media gossip here." Ennis is a troll, complains about U of L coaches more than KSR. Man, the the how much people in this town hate Clay Travis is so interesting to me. Mike Rutherford went on a big Clay Travis anti rant. And like Trevor was like, I don't really like Clay Travis, but I don't hate him. And you would have thought Trevor was leading the outkick the coverage bandwagon I just, for that comment. He I, got roasted on the Thornton's text line. Really? Just by saying, like, I, you know, I kind I of... Don't I don't hear, hear anything he has to say, so yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like I, and Trevor texted me afterwards. He was like, I don't like Clay Travis that much. I, I, You know, I don't agree with everything he says. I was like, nobody listens to Clay Travis that much. How could anybody agree with everything that he says? Because nobody listens to him. He's on, like, FS2. It's, like, all the obscure... Well, he's on. He's he, on the he, Rush, Rush show, yeah. So, so he does, yeah. so actually, a lot of people do listen to him. But the amount of people that are like, "He's such a clown." It's like, well, do you listen to him? Like, what is he saying that's so clownish? But, but, gosh, that was a that was a big to do on the text line yesterday. I was at the office, and the text line was just blowing up over Clay Travis stuff. 
A texter says, What's up, guys? Can't imagine us pulling out the W in Knoxville without Ty Ty and Toppin, but I've seen crazier things like a top five pick who is being held out of playing because he may not be able to compete at a college level. Head scratcher. Come on down, Shadon. Love the show. Oh, that's funny. Love the way he spelled Shadon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, it will be a tough one for Kentucky tonight. Uh, my prediction, we'll give them at the end of the show, but I'm I, I, not going to be bothered by a loss. It's not going to change anything. We don't even know if Kentucky's going to have a starter available and probably their seventh man off the bench come in. That makes your predictions a little bit tougher. But it's a tough road game. Ranked opponent. Won't be the end of the world if Kentucky slips up. Probably would be the end of any... SEC regular season championship yep, split definitely. dreams, most likely. Uh, Kentucky may need to just go ahead and win out if they want a, a share of the SEC championship. But a loss to Tennessee most likely probably ends that. I don't. Nobody's gonna lose sleep if that's the case. You'll you'll get Auburn and Tampa. Hey, can I throw out a disclaimer? 502-414-1450 is the text line. Can't call it. Can only text it. Can't that's call true. It. Stop calling. Texter asks, what's worse, Bozich's grilling skills or not knowing Anthony Davis was not in college in December of 2012? Yeah, that wasn't in the story, Texter. I don't know where you're getting that. Unless it was like early on. I scrolled by and it was the fall of 2011. I think he's maybe saying that Bozich didn't know that. Oh, did Bozich have in his story? I'm blocked, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, he sent a tweet over, but I didn't really see exactly what he was talking about. But uh, I just, I love the... The Bozich grill, you know, I never am going to be disappointed with a Bozich grilling reference. No, never, never at all. Oh, hey, it's John here. Hey, John. Happy game day morning to all. You know, with Tai Tai or no Tai Tai, it will not matter. Our cats are on a different level. So those volunteers will volunteer to get their butt kicked. Wow. And on the perspective of the money situation you guys were talking about this morning, I really don't think it is anything. We all know exactly what happened behind closed doors at every level from high school and up in different sports. We would be shocked, and trust me, we don't want to know, because if we did, we wouldn't watch anymore. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. There's kind of – what were you going to say? I I was going to say there's a dude who – his name's Matt Brown. I think he he has a newsletter called Extra Points. And I came to know it during COVID because he was writing about a lot of the the behind-the-scenes – non-sports-related sports stuff. And that just has to be so miserable. We had to do a lot of that junk with COVID. Like, hmm. the sports part's the fun part. It's supposed to be. The rest of it just is, ugh. Yeah, and I, I think you, John, I don't know if you're intentionally trying to do this, but I think at the end you brought up an interesting point that, like, with recruiting and some of the gross dealings, the underbelly of college athletics, that would gross a lot of people out. I think even more so too, though, if people just kind of, you don't. Not every kid is an Oscar Sheboy out there, so I think if you're, I'm kind of taking this a different road, John. Also, the kids where it's like you know there are some people I, like your favorite athletes that you cheer for. If you kind of knew who they really were, you may not be as big of fans of them. This is a totally different scenario than what you've presented here, John. But um, hope you're right about the cats. Hope the volunteers are going to be volunteering for a butt kicking. Texture says the day after Valentine's Day. All right, spill the beans, Scoots. Whose wife did you have to knock down last night? <laughs> he told us during the break he just was searching Twitter all the night. So 
<laughs> I'm not 19 anymore. Fear, fear not. Uh, no, uh, all, everybody's wives were safe on were. February 14th they last were. night. Oh, thank goodness. TC from Lexington here, boys. About the game tonight, I keep telling myself Washington only had two points against Kansas, so hopefully pending foul issues. Uh, so hopefully pending foul issues, I feel good about it. I will say the line being at one, I think, is almost suspicious as a benefit to Kentucky. UK maybe without Washington and Toppin. This is a revenge game for Tennessee. Tennessee, like about like three or four. four yeah. yeah. Wonder if Vegas thinks it's going to be another butt kicking. Yeah. By the cats, they're going to volunteer to get that butt kicked. A texter says Roush is definitely talking or talking about D dinosaurs and disasters littered with Kentucky athletes. I did not take dinosaurs and disasters. I actually heard that one was harder. Mine was like rocks. I called it rock class. Geology one ten. There was a class called Dinosaurs and Disasters? Yeah, yes. and there was Holy another smokes. one. What was the other one? Volcanoes and Earthquakes? Earthquakes and Volcanoes, yeah. Sign me up for both of them. Oh, but they're much harder than you think. Like, that that, that was the thing. Joan Calamezzo taught those classes because she was just getting everybody. You, you'd think you were signing up for something cool, and then like, oh gosh, this is, this is work. It was a try-hard teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. The worst class I had is I signed up. I had... I dropped a class, and so I needed to pick up some more credit hours. And they had these classes that they would offer almost seasonally, where it was like two hours, you know. It was a Russian film class, and I had a bunch of friends get in it. It was once a week. It was going to be easy, and this this teacher was the worst. Like, took it way too seriously, and, you know, I don't remember what I got in it, but I remember just being like, well, I regret this. I immediately regret this. This was a terrible, terrible idea. Watching movies and Kim Fizz. God, it was terrible. Yeah, I I took Dinosaurs and Disasters. It was just basically you had a group of people and everybody just cheated together. That's good. Good class. College. just cheat together. It really was just kind of college. Yeah. A texter says, I need you all to speak to your people. Lexington deserves a shiny new Thornton's. Wow. Justin, next time you talk to Thornton's girl. She's not back yet. I guess she's doing two weeks of training on night audit, night oh, shift. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. It's getting pretty depressing. I know. Well, I, does Thornton's not have any any in Lexington? I'm trying to think. I, none of them. I never went to any in college that I can think of. Yeah, there's none around campus. I know there's a rival that does a lot of sponsoring. They spend so much money on advertising bucks, never seen one ever. Hell, one of a girl went to school with in the commercial. It's like they have they advertise everywhere. Like what? They wandering money. Like where are all of these gas stations you're advertising for? Because I'm not seeing them. Ooh, you know the midway. See thorns everywhere in Louisville. You know the midway exit. Yeah, of course. I normally will get off that exit, but if I'm going to Rupp, I'll I'll stay on and get off at 115. And the McDonald's sign on mm-hmm. 64 by the midway exit. Okay, hilarious. There, there's mean? nothing more than that. It's like a seven foot tall McDonald's sign, but just oh. next time you go by it, you'll and it's like you it's know because it's real small, right? It's you can't pro- see it. It's probably about like 500 yards away from the actual McDonald's, so they want it by 64 so it can drag people in. But they only made it about seven feet tall, and I just would love again. This is such a niche conversation that only so few people know what I'm talking about. But I, I would just love to know driving by. Every time I drive by it, I look at it. I'd love to know their conversation of like, yeah, we can get one out here, but we can only make it about seven feet. <laughs> you know, some are like, you know, 500 feet. They it, go up forever. It, this one is like shorter than you. It could be a midway city like restriction where they can only have signs that are so big. 
It's got to be. There's got to be some weird law because it, it is a wor- however much it costs to put that out there. They wasted tons All of money. money. You can see the McDonald's better than you can see this small <laughs> little golden arch there. Um, but yeah, next time you're driving Lexington, check it out. By the way, three Thorntons in Lexington, but none of them really close to the university. Mm, okay, need more in the heart of it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Texter says the 2012 team was elite, but Wheeler has better shooters than Teague played with outside of Lamb and maybe Big Will. No knockdown shooters like this, like like this team. Oh come on, man! You're gonna leave Darius Miller? Jeez. You're gonna forget about our 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 native son, Darius Miller? Wow, you hate native sons. He was a great shooter. All right, just quick. What do you who do you think would win that 2012 2022 Kentucky matchup? Oh, the matchup? I'm still Anthony. Oh, man, actually. I think Davis's length does bother. Like oh, if, yeah. If, you know, like. I think so, 2012 wins by 10 plus. But I'd love to see it. You would have to have a game where Grady's hot doesn't disappear. That's the problem, though. MKG would shut him oh, down. Oh, yeah. You see shut his ass down. See, see you later. Scorn. Yeah. See you later. The, you know, the weird thing is, is that, like, Keon Brooks would need to have a big game against Terrence Jones. Yeah, he could though. score. He could score on Terrence Jones. But Terrence Jones would just eat his ass up, and he would bully him. And Washington right? would need a big game. Washington and he would have to score a lot. A four could, for UK could be could be topping theoretically too. But those those players would have to have big games. And Wheeler would have to be finishing well around the rim. But I just I but don't. Yeah, yeah, no. Like I think Kentucky could defend that team okay. Oh, but Brooks trying to guard Jones. Would just That's be what like, I mean. It would be, be so yeah, bad. Yeah, he tough. would just bully him. And then Dave is so much taller than Oscar that, like, yeah, you know, he may not have a ton of rebounds, but he'd be able to shoot over him because he, he was so money at that turnaround. You know Davis would block one of those, like, 14-footers Oscar takes, too. Oh, he'd get, like, six blocks. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the 2012 team by probably 10-plus, but I do Terrence think— Terrence Jones, very underrated. Have we had that conversation? I think Big Blue Drew is—he stands on that mountaintop as Terrence Jones being underrated. Very yeah. underrated. hate Terrence Jones. Suck it. My least favorite Kentucky player of all time, for, really? what, it's, for what it's worth. Yeah. But he is taught there, you about Kentucky. It- Hate he did teach me about Kentucky, is and his verse reason? his verse in that was actually good. I'll give it to him. But well, there we have it. As a basketball player, pfft. any reason just because Dick Vitale was I losing just, his mind the whole time? I this just, is not my preseason All American <laughs> on the bench. Why? I just thought he was such a little punk. I hated watching him the way he played. I love when players just do like. There's no particular reason you just hate them. Yeah. Gosh, sports they're great. Texture says Pat Farty. This is a reminder you of L fans are like that little la- yappy dog that always barks and occasionally will hump your leg. Super annoying. Oh, like the the white dogs with the crusty eyeballs. You know what I'm talking about? And they're like they're small, white, they're yappy, and then their eyes always have that weird brown thing underneath them. Chihuahuas. <laughs> no, no, this is the dog I'm thinking of is not a chihuahua, but chihuahuas are yappy generally. Texture says I don't blame. I don't blame I don't blame Cal. Matt went on the radio and said he believed Cal wasn't playing Dante simply because the fan base wanted him to play. Matt doesn't think Cal would be a little annoyed with the biggest state's biggest radio personality accusing him of acting like a second grader. Come on, brah. Bruh. Can I just state how much I love these Texans in the show? Please keep sending them in. 
it puts Roush in an uncomfortable spot. I don't mind it because we talk about everything on this show. It's been the the formula since day one. But it does, and I and I get it for Roush. It does put him in an uncomfortable spot. KSR never said Cal shouldn't be the coach. They all agreed he should still be the head coach. But last season was just unacceptable. But like that's that's the thing is who who would have thought last year was acceptable. It's just there were people that were smart, and it was this radio show that said it's not going to last like this forever. This is the year before they won the SEC by three games. There's not some big sound the alarm picture. Things are going to be back to normal sooner than later. And guess who was right? We were. Now, Cal did make some changes, too. That being said, Oscar was locked in to this year. Uh, They would have him regardless. You returned a bunch of players from last year that have been nice pieces. And how much did these new coaches, did they specifically bring in Ty Ty Washington with them? Did Wheeler only go to UK because they had brought in Chin and some of those guys? Uh, it was it was overblown. It was overblown the 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 status of the program. It says it doesn't help Matt that Drew and Ryan agree with most of the takes. It creates it creates a we must be correct bubble. That's part of the the setup that they've built. You formulate opinions, you formulate minds, and it makes it a lot easier when you do that when you have the two people with you saying, "Oh yeah, you're spot on. You're right." Texter says, inside scoop, TJ didn't even wish his mom a happy Valentine's Day or send her a card. She's a longtime listener, too. She has a card. She's out of town. So, and she has a gift, as a matter of fact. Wow, suck Car- it, Johnny. Card and a gift. A texter says, it's local zoning that says no signs above a certain height. That's what I figured. Uh, they, uh, I did see, too, Joe Girth. I know Joe Girth. Probably not a lot of. Uh, Is he going to McAllister's? Oh, is he mad at McAllister's or something? Yeah. I remember he had a thing a while ago, though, about. Um, a state sign wall and it was like don't be like indiana and just put signs all over the interstate like we have to make sure that this some piece of legislation stays intact that we don't have signs all over and i would agree don't need those garbage billboards all over the place some of them we need many mega cavern billboards they love their billboards not as much as the ron john surf shop but close so wait till the next time you go and you see that sign by midway Okay, I'll, I'll keep it up. You'll just be like, oh my gosh, that is what that is the smallest McDonald's sign that I've ever seen in my entire life. A texter says, Lexington has eight Thorntons, but none have a remodeled, none have been remodeled or have kitchens. What? Wow, so is it eight or three? Uh, it just showed three on when I looked it up. He's probably right. I'm assuming he lives in Lexington. Well, regardless, we need to get some. We need to get more. Well, we there need to get kitchens. We need to get. We need to get the whole shebang. So they're remodeling ones up here like crazy. So I imagine it's just a just a matter of time. I also think uh, Louisville Louisville's at headquarters, right? But it's close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a they have a huge office over by our hotel. Okay, I think go. it might be their headquarters. I think it does. Oh. It seems like people forget just how dominant Davis was in college. I don't. I, th- I think most don't. But yes, he. It would be a fun, you know, it'd be fun to see. Like Oscar would still get his rebounds just because he'd have to, but mm-hmm. I think he would just get swallowed up. Because yeah, that is, the I one hate thing saying that because Oscar's him. so great. Yeah, but he would, uh, he would certainly and, physical AD at times though, and I'm sure he would get 12 boards. You know, I, I like, think he'd get some rebounds, and we got to be careful when we'd be like, well, you know, length can bother Anthony Davis bothered everybody. You know, you could have the you could have the best right, five right. there. Like Colin Castleton's length didn't really bother Oscar yeah. because Colin Castleton is not Anthony Davis good. He's not. Like um, they're they're just there's very few folks like AD. 
And we need to discuss the whole length. I think you need multiple bodies to stop Oscar. I, one, yes, it can make you know Walker Kessler matchup against Oscar. That's a tough matchup for Oscar. It's a tough matchup for Walker Kessler. Same with Castleton. I think you need to have some depth in a front court to really, really bother Oscar. People talk about Link bothering him, but he's had some of his best games, Roush, against super tall, long dudes. That Western mm-hmm. Kentucky guy, that was the one he had a bajillion rebounds in that game. Um so yeah. it, I don't think Link by itself. The dude's itself, the leading shock blocker in the country. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Link by itself is his kryptonite. Uh, I think you got to have depth and just bodies that you can throw at him, and they don't even have to be all that great of players. I think you just need to constantly be physical with Oscar. Match physicality with physicality. Tennessee can't do it tonight. A texter says, "Roush, TJ, your former ex-boss are hanging off a cliff. You can only lift <laughs> Roush, TJ, and your former ex-boss are hanging off a cliff. You can only save one, and the other falls to a terrible death. Who are you lifting up? Myself. Probably the one that pays them more. <laughs> I mean, and I'm dead. Corporate is Louisville, but the biggest market market is Chicago for Thorns. Oh, starting I love to think all this Thorns insight. I'm, I'm starting to think this is Alex Cooper. He knows way too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are out of time. Thanks, everybody. If somebody says that a certain restaurant's wings are trash. All right. Oh, you can take out your second second. <laughs> I've enjoyed my food at said restaurant. Everybody have a great day. Yeah. Predictions for the Cats tonight. I'll take Tennessee by six. Mm. 81-75. It uh, comes down to the wire. Officials ruin it for Kentucky. Tell you what. That's I'll, how you get ahead of, uh, of it, folks. Just to make it easy, I'll take the same score, but give me the Cats. Oh. I, I do think Kentucky slips up. 75-72 balls. Yeah. And Close, it's not, but just no not going to bother me whatsoever. Nobody needs to have any harsh overreactions. Oh, I'm going to be mad tomorrow. Damn it. Fire everybody. Ah! Enjoy the game. It's going to be a late one. We'll be in tomorrow to talk all about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Cannon. Beside the jukebox, if I die.